I'm really excited to be preaching this word. When I was doing my research and as I was prepping, I actually felt like God placed in me in an excitement to preach this word. I don't know. I've never felt so, so excited to preach a word, but I literally felt a drop of excitement in my heart to preach this tonight. So you guys ready? Yes. All right. Well, before we get into it, let's pray. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it has the power to transform our minds. Right now, Lord Father God, I just pray that every single person in this place, including myself, that our minds will be open to hear your word and our minds will be open to be transformed and be renewed, Lord Father God. We want to hear your word tonight. We want to hear what you've got to say about this topic. Why do bad things happen? We love you, God, and we are so excited to hear your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said, A to the men. So why do bad things happen to good people? Anyone here ever been in a bad moment? Anyone had bad times? Oh, like bad times. Like the struggle is real. Everyone's had bad moments. And you know what? Bad stuff happens to everyone. There is not one person that has ever lived a great and perfect life. Bad stuff happens to absolutely everyone. You know, sometimes it comes in bad moments. A bad moment for me is like when, I'm in high, when I was in high school. And I would sit at lunch in the quadrangle and all of a sudden the crows that are around scavenging food would poop on me. Right on my head, on my shoulder, on my bag. I, it actually happened to me like every year on a regular basis. It was the worst. That's a bad moment. But we also have bad days. Who here has ever had a bad day? You know, when like everything just seems to go wrong. Like nothing wants to go right for you. Yeah. You know, I've had bad days. One of my bad days was when um, I, I woke up late, so I w slept through my alarm. I never sleep through my alarm. I slept through my alarm, and it was raining, and I had to catch the bus to school, and I missed the bus, and then w because I missed the bus, I was late to school, and because I was late to school, and I didn't have a note when I was at Applecross, if you didn't have a note and you were late, you got detention. So I got detention, and it was the worst, because I don't get detention. Like, I'm Asian. That's not, that, that doesn't happen. You don't get detention. Like, that's real bad. In, in my family, in my culture, detention is like, no, no. Um, not only did I get detention, but um, I had a test that I thought I was going to do really well in. And then it, like, no, was not good at all. It was tough. And then after my test, I would go out to recess and there was a really long line at the canteen. And I was like, dang. And then I would get to the front of the canteen and all the garlic bread is gone. And I was like, this day is bad. This day is real bad. I don't have garlic bread left. Like, that's the worst. That's the worst day. And then I had to sit detention at lunchtime. And by the time I got to school, I had to do homework. And then I, w I went to go do my homework because I was like, oh, i got to do this homework. And then the Wi-Fi's not working. Like, that is a bad day. Somebody, like, yeah, anyone agree with that? That's a bad day. That's a bad day, right? Anyone else had bad days in this place? Yeah, everyone? Okay, so I'm on the same level as you. But sometimes when bad days can generally turn into bad seasons, a bad season is like a bad season that, um, a bad day that, um, or a significant moment that is bad that prolongs for a long and significant amount of time, almost to the point of like real suffering, real suffering. And I went through a really bad season. It was actually um, the, year, the year after I graduated, so 2012, 2012, the beginning of 2012. And I actually remember this day so significantly because it was the day that summer camp had finished. And it was, I had come off summer camp on the, the biggest high. I was so in love with Jesus and just wanted to get, get into the world and tell, him, tell the world about Jesus and, and um, really spread the gospel. I was so on fire for God. And I remember that day coming back from church. 
And I went to go to Hungry Jack's after church because that's what you do for lunch. You go to Hungry Jack's. And I remember on our drive to Hungry Jack's, I was in a car full of all my friends. And I get a phone call. And I pick up the phone. It's my mum. My mum's like, Louisa, where are you? I was like, oh, mum, I've been at camp. I'm on my way home. Like, I'm just going to get lunch and then I'm on my way home. I'll be home soon. No, where are you, says my mum. And I'm like, mum, I just said I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm just going to go get lunch. And then she responds on the phone. He's like, who is this? I said, mum, it's your daughter. You called me. It's Louisa. My mum's like, no, this isn't my daughter. Who are you? Who are you? Why do you, have my, why do you have my daughter's phone? Who are you? I'm calling the police on you. Who the heck are you? In that moment, I was like, what the heck is happening? I was so confused. So confused. And for me, when I don't know what's going on, I, like, I freak out. Like, I panic when I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I'm, I guess you could say I'm a bit of a control freak. But when I don't know what's happening, I freak out. I, like, panic. And I was like, what the heck's happening to mom? Like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, I've got to get home. I've got to get home. So I get home and um, I, I get home and my mum's in her room. And I'm like, mum, are you, are you okay? And she starts yelling at me. She's like, get out, get out. And I'm like, what the heck? I call dad and I'm like, dad, what's going on? And dad's like, look, your mum's sick. Um, you need to take her to the doctors tomorrow. At that time, I wasn't even 18 yet. I was 17. I just finished high school, just come off summer camp. I was on the biggest high. I loved Jesus and I was so passionate and ready to do something for God. And in that moment, I was like, what the heck is happening? It turns out, long story short, it turns out that my mom had actually had a mental breakdown. Over the um, summer camp that I was away, she was at home in bed doing nothing. She didn't eat, she didn't drink any water for three days. And it was a hot summer. She was lying in her room, not doing anything. She had a massive mental breakdown. That, the next day, I didn't just take my mom to the doctor. I had to take my mom to the hospital. Um, and I had to take her on my own, and I remember going into the hospital, and she started tried to start running away. I had to run after my mom and drag her into the hospital. When we got into the hospital, the doctor saw the condition she was, and she was like, okay, just sit down. And I was like, all right. Had to try and keep her in the hospital. And then after she started causing a fuss and kicking about and lying on the floor, literally doing like God knows what, like crazy stuff, she, um, the, the doctor was like, okay, we need to get her, and she's like causing a, a, a havoc, like she's she's. I don't know what, we don't know what's wrong with her. We're, we're going to take her in. And I was like, all right. And then, so they went in and they took her in and um, they tried asking her questions. You know, um, my mom's name is Yvonne. So they were like, Yvonne, you know, um, can you tell us what's wrong? Yvonne, can you tell us what's been happening? And I hadn't been there. I was at summer camp. I didn't know what was going on. But it was like, again, one of those moments I was like, what the heck is happening? I, I have no idea what, what in the world. And in that moment, I, I remember my mom started freaking out. She had this massive spaz. And she was like running, trying to run out of the hospital. And in that moment, I remember the doctors pushing me out of the curtains. They had to pull, it, pull her down onto the hospital bed and actually sedate her. I had to watch my mum screaming and writhing against these doctors when all they wanted to do was help. And I tell you what, from that moment, it was, my mum was diagnosed with um, manic psychosis. It basically just means that her moods go up and down all the time. She's not just depressed, she's manic, she has visions, she, she hears voices, like she's legitimately psychotic. That's actually the word. And you know, that was a tough day for me that actually ended up being a really, really bad season. Because in that season, not only was it that moment that she was in a mental breakdown, but you know, she was, in, she was in hospital for at least seven months after that. She was in hospital and I was in and out having to, and my family, they're, they're Asian, they're not born here. They don't speak English. I had to translate between the doctors and my family. It was not a fun time for me. I was in a bad season. 
And it continued. It continued onwards. And it was really, really tough. How many of us know that bad stuff happens to everyone? Everyone goes through bad things. And you know what? We hear about stories about like this all the time. We hear about people that we know that, um, you know, family members that may have gotten cancer, have been diagnosed with cancer. We may hear about bad stuff about, you know, um, a family friend that's gotten into a really bad car crash or someone over east that's gotten, um, you know, in a, someone's hit them in a, with a car. We hear tragic stories. We hear bad things happening all the time, all over the world. You know, we hear it in the news every single day. We hear about terrorist attacks. We hear about um, disease outbreaks. We hear about all these bad things. And it kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Why do bad things happen? Why? Why, does, why do all these, these things happen? Why does cancer exist? Why does disease exist? Why did my parents have to split up? Why are there bullies in my school? Why do I feel anxious all the time? Why did the doctor de- diagnose me with depression? We ask these things all the time. Why? And I tell you what, I'm going to bring the answer to you tonight, and I hope you're ready to receive. This is all because it's from the Bible. You know what? The first part of this question, it says that why do bad things happen to good people? Well, the first issue with that problem is that we actually aren't good. We are actually all sinners. I'm a sinner. I do bad things. Even though I have Christ in me, I'm a sinner. Yeah, I still sin. The sins that I've done yesterday, today, and I'm going to continue to sin. We are all going to continue to sin. We can't help it. We are sinful. And that's why our world is so broken, because they're full of sinful people. What is sin? Sin is basically what separates us from God. Where did sin come from? It started from the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis. When Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. That tree of knowledge of good and evil, God said to them, do not eat of this tree or you will surely die. But we as humanity, God actually created us with this sense of choice, of, of, of a will, to be able to choose what we want to do. And so humanity, as Adam and Eve, actually chose to eat from the apple, chose to, to eat from the, the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. And that's where sin entered the world. Sin entered the world because we wanted to know good and evil. And see, that's actually what separated us from, from God. It caused us to try and do things on our own. See, when Adam and Eve um, ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden they decided that they thought, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm naked. What do I do? Oh my gosh, I'm going to hide. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to try and hide my nakedness. Rather than actually going to God and being like, God, I'm naked. What do I do? That actually separated us from God because we tried to do things on our own. And you know what? That, you, when we say that um, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Good people we define as, as in the world. You know, we base good on, the, on what we do, how we are compared to the rest of the world. See, you know, I might be good comparison, in comparison to the, some other parts of the world because, you know, I don't steal or I don't murder, you know. But in God's eyes, sin is sin. All sin is sin. Whether you lie, whether you tell like a little white lie, whether you share like a little story about someone else and gossip behind their back. That's still sinning as just as bad as killing someone or stealing. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter what it is. So by God's standards, we are sinners. But I've got good news for you because Jesus died on the cross just for that. Jesus died on the cross so that we could actually live in relationship with God. You know, I don't want to, you know, dim the mood a little. I don't want to keep this mood so dim because the good news is that Jesus died on the cross for you and me. 
He died on the cross so that we could live in relationship with God. He actually bridged the gap of separation that sin divided us from God. But Jesus actually came, he died, and he allowed us to be in relationship with God. Jesus is pretty much like a Snapchat filter. See, we are all sinners, but because of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, now God sees us through a Snapchat filter that is Jesus and sees that we are whole, that we are not broken, that we are, we are not sinners, that we are good. So, so that kind of helps us with this question of why do bad things happen not just to good people, just to, but just to people. Why do bad things happen to people? And I tell you what, let's look at that whole idea of why do bad things happen. That's really the crux of what we want to find out. Why do bad things happen? You know what, bad things happen because, I don't know about you young person, I don't know whether you know, but there is a spiritual world. There is a spiritual world. And because bad things happen because in that spiritual world, there is spiritual warfare happening between God and the enemy. The enemy being devil, the devil, which is Satan. There is spiritual warfare going on in, a, in, in the spiritual realm. And it's, in the spiritual, we can't see it. We don't see it. But when bad things happen, there's actually a war going on. There is war going on behind us. Um, and, you know, it says in, um, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's what the enemy does. He actually looks for people to devour. He's looking for someone to devour. The enemy is trying to attack. And you know, why, would, why does the enemy try to attack us? I tell you why. Because like I said, Jesus died on the cross so that we could have relationship with God. You know what? Je Satan, the devil, is actually jealous of our relationship with God. Satan and the devil is actually jealous of the fact that we have God's love. And of course, he's going to try and come between that. He doesn't want anyone else to get God's love. If he can't have it, no one can have it. And you see, in, in a war, when you think about war and fighting, in any fight, your best strategy is to always try and get your opponent in there, like, where it's going to hurt them most. Yeah? If you ever get in a fight or, like, you see fighters, their strategy is always to get their opponent in the place that it hurts them most. And I tell you what, God's place that hurts him most is us. Of course, the enemy is going to try and attack us because that actually hurts God's heart the most. He loves you. He loves us so dearly. He loves you. And everything that we feel, everything that we go through, God feels. God feels so much. He has so much compassion and so much love for us. That Whenever we're sad, whenever we're going through struggles, whenever we're having a bad time, God's having a bad time. He feels it. He feels it. So, of course, the enemy is going to try and attack us because that's where it's going to hurt God most. And I tell you what, it sucks. It sucks being the one that's on the brunt of the enemy's attacks, just trying to get to God. But there's actually stuff that we can do. You see, in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, the big issue is in the fact that we are going through a struggle. Because I'm telling you that there is actually something more going on in the background. There is a spiritual war going on. And so our fight, the struggles that we are going through, that isn't in flesh and blood. It's not what is in the natural. It is actually what is in the supernatural. 
that actually is important, that actually matters. I'm not saying that your issue isn't important. I'm trying to make you aware of the fact that there is more going on than you understand. There's actually more going on in your life in the spiritual than there is in the natural. Yeah? And so what do we do? What do we do when we see bad stuff happening in the world? When um, we see terrorist attacks on the news, when we see family members diagnosed with disease, when there are bullies in our lives, when um, our parents go through divorce, what do we do? I'll tell you what we do. Is it says in Ephesians 6.18, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. What do we need to do? We need to pray. That's actually what we need to do when we go through bad things. And that's all we really can do. Because there's nothing that you can do in the natural other than praying that will actually take any effect in the supernatural. What we do in the natural um, is, yeah, essentially the only thing that we can actually do in response to fight back is to pray. Because that's actually what, what's happening on the, in the supernatural is when we pray, we're fighting back. We're fighting against the enemy. I know for a lot of you, maybe prayer is daunting. Actually praying to God might be a little bit scary. But I'm here to teach you that prayer is nothing but a conversation with God. Prayer is nothing but talking like I am to you right here. Like we would in a normal conversation out in hang time. Like you would with your leaders down there. It's a conversation that you have with God. And God listens. God actually listens to our prayers. He's always listening to our prayers. And he responds to prayer. He responds to our faith when we are praying. You know what? Prayer, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be full of lots of sentences and big words. Prayer can be simple. In fact, it says um, in, in Matthew 6, 7 to 8, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. It's so simple. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It doesn't need to be big and long and, and eloquent and fancy. All it is is a simple conversation with God. A simple word with God. Jesus actually goes on to give us a prayer to pray. So if you don't know how to pray, I'm telling you, this is a prayer that you want to pray. It is a powerful prayer. And it's in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So good. I love in there, it even says that, um, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. It actually is being, talking about the bad situations that we're going through. Like I said, there's spiritual warfare happening. The enemy is trying to attack. The evil one is trying to attack. And when we pray that prayer, we're actually praying, God, deliver us from that. Help us in that. So if you don't know what to pray, literally just pray that verse and it will cover your situation. See, when the world fights, it's with fists, swords, guns, and bombs. But when we fight as Christians, it's with prayer. We, we, we fight with prayer. Prayer is our best weapon of choice. Sorry, I've lost myself. Um, and when you, again, when you don't know what to pray, like I said, pray the Bible. 
If it's not that verse, just pray the Bible. A verse that's on your heart, a verse that the leader sent to you, a Bible verse that, you know, you've read on the back of the toilet at school or something. Pray the verses over you because the, the Bible itself, it says when I read Ephesians 6 earlier, that chapter itself is talking about the armor of God. And part of the armor of God is something called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So when you pray the verses, you're fighting and you're actually fighting with a sword. You're fighting with a sword when you pray the verses over your life, when you pray those things. So pray the Bible over your life. Um, you know, maybe for you, praying is hard. You know, sometimes it is. Sometimes when you think about it, you're actually talking to the creator of the universe. You're talking to the almighty God, having a conversation with him. When you really think about it, it can be a little bit daunting. I mean, I know for myself, sometimes I find it hard to pray. I find it hard to pray. And I think everyone has had situations where they find it hard to pray. But even when you talk to God, words itself don't necessarily actually have to come out of your mouth. It says in um, Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. See, when it, like, I love that it says that it's, um, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. You know, in those moments where you're just like, ah. Ugh. You know, like you know, someone asks you how was school and you're like, Ugh. you know that groan. You know, God actually hears our prayers when we do that. He actually hears us when we're like, Ugh. just, Ugh. Lord, Ugh. that's actual prayer. God hears it because, you know, it's actually, you know, those moments, it's like on your heart. You feel it. You know what's going on in your heart, but there's no words to express what you're going through. And God actually hears our prayers when we're just like, ugh, God, ugh. But there's actually something physical that has to come out of your mouth, yeah? It doesn't just take, I mean, you can't stand there and agree with someone else's prayer, but what, when, what comes out of your mouth actually has a declaration. It has power. There's no point being silent. And although God sees it and he sees your heart, there's something that's got to come out. Something that's got to release. Sometimes it's just more like, ugh. Like, you just need to get it out. When you go through bad stuff, you just need to get it out. See, when we pray, even when we pray, I want to let you know that when we pray, like I said before, it's something's happening in the supernatural. A lot of the times there will be something that happens in the natural. There are times where people have prayed for others. I've heard stories, plenty of stories, and plenty of stories that happened in the last month where people pray and there's actually something that happens in the natural. You know, healings. Healings over ankles. Healings over shoulders. Healing over elbows. There's actually a physical thing that happens. But sometimes when we pray, there's nothing that happens in the natural. I tell you what, my mom has been suffering with manic psychosis for five years. And I've been praying nonstop for five years. You know what? Nothing has actually changed in the natural. Nothing has changed. My mom's still at home. Probably in her room right now in bed. It's nighttime, but she's been there all day. I can assure you of that. See, nothing's changed in the natural. But I know that I know that I know that when I pray, there is such a shift in the supernatural. There is something that has totally, completely changed in the supernatural. So though you don't see something happening in the natural, when you pray, it has so much power. 
You don't understand how much it's doing when you pray. But there is something that is changing. We can get the worship team up. That would be awesome. Well, Glenn and Fritz. I encourage you to keep on praying. Keep on praying when you don't see anything happening in the natural. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Be, pers- be persistent. Persevere onwards. Continue to pray. See, it's time for us to start praying. Start really interceding for the things that are going on in this world and the things that are going on in our lives. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, sh- pretty certain that there is stuff going on in your lives that you are going through a situation that needs prayer. And you need to pray. Young person, you need to pray. You actually need to vocalize, vocalize and declare what you want God to do in your life, what you want God to do in the supernatural. Because we don't have to sit in fear or anxiety or worry over the bad situations going on around us. We can actually do something about it. In answer to this question, why do bad things happen to good people? My answer is the first one is that we aren't good. We live in a broken world. We are sinners. And second of all, bad things, forget bad things. There's actually so much more going in the supernatural. There's actually a war going on. And we're actually fighting when we pray. We actually get to fight against the enemy when we pray. I mean, imagine, imagine. If every single day, every single one of us here was praying for the things that were going on in our world, can you imagine what would be happening in the supernatural? It'd actually be like, like, you know, this is God's side and that's the enemy's side. And we're actually like advancing against him when we pray. And if we're all doing that united as an army of God's warriors, of God's soldiers, you know, there's so much that we could do to the enemy. I can even imagine, I can picture it now, it'd be a bloodbath. When we pray, when we pray, we're actually attacking the enemy. 